You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Clem, alongside my sidekick, Mr. Kev. We are back better than ever. It's a Tuesday. I'm actually in a decent mood today. Um, at least I was after Sunday. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, it's it's gonna be a weird, it's gonna be an interesting show. We got Pat back Thursday. Uh, I want to give a quick special shout out to our boy Cruz Oxen Rider. Cruise Control Podcast officially dropping on the Billet Podcast Network after me pulling teeth with him. And Kevin and Blaine as well for the what past three months, four months. Uh, I think it was October, so I think two, two, two. I don't know, felt like five. Um, but uh, yeah, we're happy to have Cruz on. You guys know how much you guys love when Cruz comes on our show. Can, can I complain about something, by the way? Go for it. My man's is not giving me credit for his logo. You can call. You can call him out when you go on a show. <clears throat> I mean, me and him are me and you are both gonna probably be guests at least at one point on a show or another in the first couple of weeks. I don't know some of the names <clears throat> he was dropping. We're not gonna take Seal's Thunder, but some of the names he was dropping. Yeah, if he they're definitely those the on, biggest guests. Belly up, Tad. We we might be relegated to like a slow week in the off season. I'm fine with that. But yeah, no, it's good to have Cruz on. <clears throat> What's even better? <clears throat> was last night's Monday Night Football game. Holy mother of God, that was so much fun. I ended up winning that, winning twice, because I think that game got me the W this week in picks, but we'll find out Thursday. Um, <clears throat> crazy week, crazy game. You had Lamar Jackson leaving the game because of cramps, and it was not because he had to use the pull. He, it was not because he had a Paul Pierce and had the No, it was. Cramps. It 100% was. Did you see the video of him? Well, running to the bathroom? Yes. Oh, because he came out and was like, oh, no, it was just cramps. No, he had the I'm going to shit my pants waddle. Oh, my God. At least God. Paul Pierce was smart enough to use a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. This, this, it was – talk about a situation for um, Trace McSorley. The poor guy's ACL gets blown out. Is that what his injury was, ACL? I believe so. I'm just going to – I can stop listening to Tom on Twitter saying he has the highest QBR. Oh, oh my God. That's so annoying. Is Tom, Tom's got to be a Penn State guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because no no other no – other, you have to be, like, either part of that cult or just brain dead to talk about McSorley as much or a TikTok fanboy. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's just it's like, Tom, we love you, buddy, but you got to chill. All right, so uh, for those of you who didn't watch last night, I turned it on right when the the uh, Ravens were down by one. It was 34-35. Lamar comes in, scrambles to the right, just in front of the line, throws a dart to a – actually, no, it was a floater. No pun intended. To uh, how many shit – it's like it's like, uh, it's like that Odell Beckham episode all over again, Kev. <laughs> And he hangs it to Hollywood Brown. 
And Holly O'Brien takes it to the house. I'm not even going to make a joke. That one, that's a layup. Um, and then the Ravens are like, everyone's freaking out. Everyone, and then Kareem Hunt does what Kareem Hunt does after getting a two-point conversion. Catches the ball, runs into the end zone. Because basically Marlon Humphrey was in zone coverage because that entire secondary looked like the Eagles secondary of last year. It was atrocious. So Ravens get the ball back. Lamar makes three big throws. They call, they get a spike, and um, Justin Tucker, who is the greatest kicker of all time, or, or possibly will be, close. Listen, this dude is a freak. He doesn't miss. He's going to be top two or three when he goes in the Hall of Fame instantly. I know he, he has made clutch kicks as Venetary, but to his credit, he hasn't had a quarterback to get him there. Lamar Jackson's a fucking NFL MVP. I know. Well, when he gets to the Super Bowl, Justin Tucker is going to be kicking for another five, ten years. So hell, why not? You know, Justin Tucker, I feel like is going to have the more Anderson treatment. Yeah, uh, probably. He's going to miss one big kick, and then that's all people will remember him for in twenty years. Unless you're a football stat head, you know Justin Tucker's basically a sniper from sixty-five in. Sixty-five in. 60, what is, what's his career long? 62, 63? Uh, 62, maybe. Okay, I think, I, it was definitely, it was low 60s, I knew that, so maybe 65 was me stretching it, but like 60, like, I saw a stat the other day, I don't think he's missed a kick over 50 yards in like, I don't think this, this season, I don't think, but past that. But uh, they, they got his career him. long is 61. Okay, so same as, um. I can't hit a chip shot, Jake Elliott. Wait, you thought that his career long was the – you thought he had the NFL record. No, no, no. no. Oh, the NFL record is 65? 64. Prater's got that, right? Yes. Also, Justin Tucker has missed a 50-plus yarder this year. Oh, okay. So I must have been – I was or also it was blocked. So it just, I'm just looking at the box score. It was probably blocked because I swear to God – they um they that's what they were talking about on ESPN last night. I I was also like zoning. I was trying to go through my old paychecks, do health insurance stuff, fun stuff. Um, gotta love when you then you get a, a freaking text, a call at like midnight about a podcast issue. And you're just like, oh fun. Um, no, he missed but, it. Oh, he missed it. Okay, so the ESPN lied to me. All right, won't be the first time, but it was an incredible game. Then the uh, Browns get the ball back. And for the betters out there who took Baltimore with the points, oh, they got their wish because uh, that was the ugliest um, lateral hook and ladder BS I've ever seen and a safety afterward. I haven't seen one end in a safety in a while. It usually ends in a touchdown. But um, honestly, that was a pretty fun – that was a really fun game. Game of the year, maybe. Definitely is a contender, though. So that was fun as hell. Uh, you got any comments about last night? Uh, Vegas is estimating that millions of people lost, or millions of dollars were lost because the Browns did the most Brown thing they could do. We're trying to go for a hook and ladder, laterals all over the place, and they got tackled outside. They got forced out of the end zone and got a safety, bringing it to a five-point Ravens win. A lot of places had Browns plus three and a half. I've only seen plus three. But apparently some places thought it was three and a half. I hate whole number spreads. 
Whole number whole number spreads are like the worst because what happens if it lands on it? That's a push, right? Yeah. You just get your money back? I have no idea. I don't I bet. have to ask we have to ask maybe we'll ask like Chaz or one of the boys over at the betting department what what like that would be. <clears throat> but um <clears throat> Yeah, they refunded their money. Oh, okay. I, I I would assume that's the fair way to do it, but um Anything I'm else in the game? Surprised though places don't go. You you didn't bet that there would be a push, so you lose your money. I mean, that's kind of scummy though. Again, that's why I'm surprised that like bookies don't do it. Illegal ones might. I'm not sure. <sighs> that's a oh, I forgot which I love this damn beer. Oh, by the way, today's beer. Island Hopper Money Island by Thimble Island Brewing in Connecticut. It is honestly one of the cleanest drinking IPA, IPAs you can have. It is really deceptive, though, because it's 8% alcohol, and it tastes like it's, like, 5. It's called Island Hopper? Island Hopper is the series, but the name of the actual beer is Money Island. Uh, whenever I you talk about that beer for now, all I'm going to think about is World War II. I hope you know that. That's fine by me. All that right, you ready for a... by you. <laughs> Do you I, know I, I, why I, I, I'm making that connection? Why? Time for a history lesson, boys and girls. Here we go. In World War II, the United what? States strategy in the Pacific well, I, was I, to I, go yeah. from island to island. It was called island hopping. It was brutal fighting involving beach landing, power through the Japanese defenses, take the island, go to the next one. Because they wanted to make sure that, in, like, some of the key, like, places, of course, were Midway, Wake Island, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, because they were all, a lot of those were airfield-based, and there were ways to get the bombers from island to island. Because in the Japanese, I think Guam was one of them, too. I can't remember. The Pacific is just, uh, the Pacific was the craziest thing. But um, I actually did know what you meant by island hopping, but I didn't know you were going to go into full-on history lesson. But that's actually good. Kids, learn your history. It's essential. Those who don't learn their history are doomed to repeat it. Thank God for the USSR so we didn't have to invade mainland Japan. That would have been a nightmare. Well, I mean, between – I mean, it would have been a nightmare, but between Russia and U.S. just sandwiching no. them, it would have – oh, really? Oh, yeah, that would have been bad. They're going to talk about the nuke making Japan surrender. That is not true. Japan was not going to surrender. They were scared of Jap- of Russian invasion. Yeah, honestly, that whole that whole like I um I remember sophomore history was like the most in depth history class I ever had. Shout out to my boy Mr. Blaze, he's my JV coach too. <clears throat> we talked about it and we debated the atomic bomb for like an hour. And I was honestly on the fence about it, but <clears throat> I feel like a Russian a joint Russian American invasion would just buzz saw through Japan, but it would leave it looking like South Georgia in the Civil War. It would not have buzzed saw through Japan because they would have just armed their citizens, and it would have been well. Also, northern Japan fight. is all mountains. Isn't northern Japan like all mountains too? Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, so maybe not. I'm not sure that that that's that that would be an interesting like history theory to 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 bring up to a historian, like how long it would take, how brutal it would be. Like I would like simulate almost like one of those alternate history timelines. Be cool. Well, let me get my sister up here. I mean, we listen. That when I come to visit, you, me and her can debate history for a while. Actually, that's why I love talking to our boy Sawyer because I I do enjoy she American would smoke military. Me. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, I know she would probably smoke me because she went to school for it. I just it's just a, history is just a hobby for me. 
All right. Moving on. It's time for our favorite game right now, boys and girls. It is time for one sentence game or well, this week it won't be one one paragraph game like it usually is because me and Kevin are going to keep it pretty quick today. Um, I am not the one that takes forever. I know. Well, I'm not going to go on. I, I'm saving my Eagles rants for later. First off, Patriots Rams Thursday night football. I know you and Pat went over, but what's your what's your comedic relief sentence for this week? Yikes. My favorite meme I saw a week about this was the Alaskan bullworm meme. With uh, the Patriots tackling the tongue, if you guys know a SpongeBob reference, and then I just saw it. Yeah, they they beat up one LA team, and then its big brother came to town. That's my sentence. Uh, Vikings Buccaneers. Yikes! I missed long on that upset pick. Whoo! Also, Ronald Jones out for the out for a while. Yeah, I don't know why that was your upset. I mean, the Vikings were hot, but they barely beat the Jaguars. I know, but the Jaguars also play everybody well. That was my thinking. I kind of went through like the past couple games. Like also, the Buccaneers struggle against the run, or they have been lately. But yep, that was my bad. Uh, what's your sentence for this? I don't know why that was your upset. The Vikings barely lost. Oh, okay. Jaguars. I didn't know that was the actual sentence. You're just being sarcastic, being a wise ass. Um, Cardinals, Giants. Hassan Reddick's a damn animal. Five sacks, three forced fumbles. It's like they he, he just had to like w- develop a little bit when Ch- Chandler Jones was on the field. Imagine two of them on the same field. That's terrifying. Dude's a freak. I remember watching him in college. I thought the guy was an animal. Guy was incredible. But yeah, the Giants uh uh cooled off a little bit. Yeah, I mean we expected this kind of output from the Giants offense. Uh, that defense got dominated. Chiefs Dolphins. Tua made this really freaking interesting at the end. What's my sentence? It's Tua time. It's Tua time, baby. Kid, kid, kick and ball. Kid King ball. He's making a case to steal it, make a last minute steal on that rookie of the year thing from Herbert. Because uh, Herbert hasn't played a damn game well in months. Oh, by the way, anybody who says Justin Jefferson's a rookie of the year is an absolute moron. He's having a great season, but they're gonna give it, they like there there's like five guys that give it to ahead of him. All right, Titans, Jags. Um, speaking of running backs, I give it to James Robinson. But uh, yeah, no, Derrick Henry was the running back who went off. My man's went off for 200 rushing yards plus and two touchdowns in his fourth fourth career game in his career. He did this. Dude's a dude's a freak. I, I love Derrick Henry. This is what the Titans need uh, Ryan Tannehill to do to win games. Just don't turn the ball over. Just get about 200 yards. If a touchdown's there, take it. Yeah. Honestly, if I was going to do my AFC power rankings, I'd put Titans at three. I would, and like, oh, one is... Uh, what, I'm not going to be like cowherding and completely blow the Bills, Bills spot up today, but um, I'm going to put the Chiefs at one. Um, I think they got really sloppy and lazy against uh, Miami at the end. Miami is the hardest, one of the hardest playing teams in the league. Um, two, I'm going to go with Buffalo. What they did to Pittsburgh was hysterical. They just punched them in the mouth repeatedly. More on that later. 
Um, three is Tennessee because when we they can get the, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after that, it, it goes like Indy. Um, I, I just I was just gonna write off quick. Indy. Uh, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Cowboys Bengals. Andy Dalton's return. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's really bad without Joe Burrow. Cincinnati's kind of bad with Joe Burrow. Which makes them even worse without Joe Burrow. Yeah. Also, Dalton's revenge. Yeah. Texans Bears. Deshaun, what happened, bro? Did the Bears make the right call in their quarterback pick? Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. All right, Broncos, Panthers. To the person who didn't update anybody that Noah Fant was out for the game an hour before game time and it didn't come out until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I hate you. Thank God Henry and Sanders went off or else I would have been screwed. But side note, Drew Locke Locke and the guys got it done. High-scoring game. This is what people hope Drew Locke would be this year, and he's finally proving it after they gave him all these weapons. True. And against a pretty mediocre defense. All right. uh, Jets, Seahawks. You know, for about 30 seconds, I thought this was going to be a close game. (laughs) Look, Trevor Lawrence, this is your future. Also, Adam Gay should get like a nice severance bonus for like making sure the Jets go winless. This was their plan when they hired him. True. Consp- when, where's the tinfoil hat for Kev? I mean, no one, after that Miami sh- stop, no one would hire this man expecting him to win them games. Unless your name's Colin Coward. <laughs> I still, I saw that clip a couple months ago. Somebody said, it might have been you or somebody else sent that to me because they know I listen to him all the time. And they're like, Defend your boy here. I'm like, I can't, man. That's the dumbest take I've ever seen in my life. Cowherd compared him to, like, Kyle Shanahan before Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, no, he's not. He traded away Jay Ajahi for a bag of beans. And the dude was basically their entire offense. He made Ryan Tannehill look like a bum. Sam Darnold's going to go to a new team like Indy or Pittsburgh and throw up, like, 40 touchdowns a year compared to how bad he is with Gase. All right, Colts Raiders. Oh my lord. Las Vegas. What the hell, man? Okay, so my sentence is simply I I I in a game of teams I hate betting. The team I hate betting on the most won. Wow, I missed on my upset. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have listened to you. That was also me kind of pulling from my uncle and my cousin's team because they're both diehard Raiders fans. But, uh, yeah, no, that was bad. Uh, oh, by the way, Gruden fired his uh, DC this morning. So maybe they'll actually play defense. Hey, listen, Gruden, start, hey, Gruden can start calling the plays on defense. Man, that'd be hysterical, just like the Tampa days. All right. The Washington football team of the 49ers. Alex Smith is still comeback player of the year. I don't care if he doesn't play another game the rest of the way. Yeah, the I second that. 
Also, uh, Washington, hey, hey, Washington fans, calm down. You're now putting your faith in Dwayne Haskins. Um, yeah, you may only get six wins this year. But also, Ron Rivera, come on. Dude deserves an award. Coached himself through cancer, beat cancer, and he's still coaching. Didn't miss a damn game. You know what's wild? What? The football team, in theory, could only win six games this year and still win the NFC East. Yeah, if, if uh, Philly, Dallas, and New York all lose X amount of games, respectively. They do end the... So, weird scenario here, Kev. We'll pause this game for a second. What if your boy Jalen Hurts goes on a little bit of a run and they win a couple games? Final game of the season, the 6-9 and nine, um, Washington football team versus the 6-8-1 Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I, I think Washington wins that game. I don't know. I think, I mean, uh, also, it's a, well, Veronica McLeod being out there is really going to hurt our defense. But, I mean, I, I got to give Mills credit, man. He played, yeah, not Mills, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hurts played out of his damn mind. Um, Falcons charges. No chargers. Go charges, go. Uh, three interceptions, three turnovers, three interceptions by Matt Ryan. And my boy from the U, Mike Badgley, kicked a nice little 4-3 yarder to get the dub. I thought this game was going to be a lot higher scoring. I was actually really disappointed. Yeah, uh, Justin Herbert needs to start playing like he did early in the year. This is getting bad. Yeah. Like, He's, yes, it's they won, but... The Falcons don't have a good defense. Why are you only getting 243 yards, two touchdowns, and interception compared to what you did earlier in the year? Oh, so true. I think also maybe they're starting to pull the gas off in the play calling a little bit. It, it seems like they're getting really restrictive now. They got Eckler back. They're not taking as many shots, which would make no sense, but I think that's what's actually happening. All right. Uh, New Orleans and Philadelphia. Saints hadn't allowed um, – a 50-yard, a 100-yard rusher in over 50 games. Uh, yep, Miles and Jalen both did it. Eagles played gritty, grimy, and uh, hats off to Mr. Hurts. That was that was a great game. Great debut. It's gonna be great to see Carson in an Indy or a Patriots jersey next year. If he's in a Patriots uniform next year, I might actually just go and like punch Doug Peterson in his face. Bill Barnwell over at ESPN gave four most likely landing spots. This is all banking on they actually trade him, which we still don't know what the hell is going to happen. The Philadelphia Eagles organization makes no sense. Uh, I think if if they they can't keep Doug and Wentz, they have to get rid of one. Uh, so you'd better damn well hope that they lose the NFC East. Yeah. Um. Everything I've heard from Eagles insiders, and I think uh, Rappaport said it. Doug, I think Doug's kind of getting the feeling his job's out. If they win the NFC East and win their wild card game, they, you can't fire the guy. Oh, I know, but I don't think that's gonna happen. If they do beat Washington, they're gonna walk in and just get punched in the mouth by somebody. <clears throat> but yeah, Hurts is starting against Arizona. Should be fun. Um. What's your sentence for New Orleans? And, oh, that was your sentence about Carson looking really good. And, uh, yeah. All right. Back down the list. All right. Packers, Lions. Green Bay fans, I hope you realize this game shouldn't have been this close. 
Also, the game against Philadelphia, if it wasn't for an Aaron Jones game, like I'm, I'm like the Packers are not as good as their record. They're a good team. They're, a, they're t- talent-wise, they're a ten and sixteen, but they're taking advantage of a lot of bad teams that are staying close in games. So yeah, that's my sentence. Lions got hosed. They had a chance to tie this up if they didn't. Uh, I think it was Hawk. No, it wasn't Hawkins. I forget who, but. On the sidelines, both feet in. It might have been Marvin Jones, actually. Had the ball, and then they called him out of bounds. How do you make that call? Uh, when Aaron Rodgers tells you to. The league wants the Packers to win with Aaron Rodgers so badly, it, but the Packers always find a way to screw it up. Or it could be like the two, 2016 uh, NFC Championship game where the Falcons railroaded them for about four quarters. That was hysterical. Um Steelers Bills. You know, the scores were reflected, but Buffalo just punched Pittsburgh in the mouth for four quarters. Big this off I think they had less than I think they had what, 50 rushing yards? Oof. Um 47. I was I thought I was going to say 46. I thought it was around 50. But yeah, no. Pittsburgh looks like a shot team now. Yeah, Juju needs to stop doing his little dancey dance and just win football games. More on that later. Uh, Ravens-Browns, I'll let you take lead on this one. Uh, is this going to be Lamar's poop game, where he comes back in after pooping and just gets them to win? Or ties it up, rather? I mean, listen, he Paul Pierced it, but he didn't he wasn't as good an actor as Paul Pierce was. Um but still, a win's a win. Um both teams are not as good as their records. So we'll keep actually no, yeah, Baltimore's not as good as their record either. Both teams should have lost a couple of close ones earlier in the year, so Alright, that was the one sentence game. Kev the Greek freak staying in Milwaukee. Supermax contract. What do you think? I cannot wait till he demands a trade. Oh, it's going to be great. They <laughs> gave the same him, thing. They're a small market team, and they gave him all his money because they had to. They had no choice. I'm not blaming Milwaukee. However, if Drew Holiday doesn't work out, if Chris Middleton walks, it, it's going to be honest, like in the uh, the end of the Fresh Prince when Will Smith just looking around. That's what it's going to be, and Giannis is going to go, oh, I want to trade. I want to go somewhere where I can win, and they will put pieces around me and spend money. They got to get. They got to either draft a player or get a cheap guy, a guy who needs a second chance who may end up balling out like a Derrick Rose was in, like, Minnesota or Detroit. They need something where, like, the guy – they need something to fit the cap who's just going to help him win. So it's it, – they, they, need, they, they need to figure something out, like, right now. This is going to end up like if this was a big talk in Boston when Brad Stevens first got here. With Rondo, you are not going to win a championship with just Rondo, but you're not going to get a good enough draft pick. You're going to be an eighth seed. That Giannis, you might be a sixth, a fifth, or a sixth seed, but you're not going to win a championship. And so you're not going to have a good draft pick, and you're not going to have anything to show for it. Also true. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I was happy, like, we're not dealing with another offseason. Oh, the Lakers are getting Giannis. I'm like, oh, shut up. 
or the Warriors getting Giannis. I'm like, I just, I can't, the California basketball team just put the worst taste in my mouth. Like, every time I hear a headline from them, I'm just like, shut up. All right. We're actually introducing a new segment today, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's called Six Shooter, where basically I level off six shots at six things in sports that are pissing me off. So, number one, the Miami defense against North Carolina on Saturday. I got to give a shout out to my friends, Sawyer, Kevin, uh, and a few others who didn't talk any smack to me. Actually, kind of sort of even like as a Pitt fan or, res- or resident Pitt fan, actually felt bad for me. He said, I'm sorry, bro. That just sucks. And here's what the problem was. The Miami defensive line played out of their minds. They were like in the backfield. They were causing havoc. I mean, so there I want to throw out of the game. He basically kept the drive alive because he slammed the dude to the ground by his face mask. And I wanted to just like, I'm like, you're such an idiot. They came out so flat after smacking Duke around. Their secondary didn't want to tackle either of these running backs in North Carolina. And it was embarrassing. I literally felt disgusted to be a Hurricanes fan on Saturday. And the worst part is because our game against Georgia Tech got canceled because Georgia Tech has COVID issues. I won't get to watch my Hurricanes play until they're in the freaking Cheez-It or Champ Sports Bowl. Unless the college football football playoff committee... Is like, all right, they had a bad game, and North Carolina's a lot better than I thought. Also, by the way, North Carolina's running game's incredible. Like, those running backs are both going to probably be decent players in the NFL. So, that's the first one. Anything about Miami's defense, Kev? Uh, yeah, fire their defensive coordinator. Oh, no, he's gone. Uh, Manny says he won't do it until after the bowl game, but he's on his way out. Blake Baker's about to be canned. Their their four three setup is fine, but when your linebackers don't run downhill, they should have taken the cue from uh, from Notre Dame. The film was there. When you play downhill, they freaking don't. They can't get the ball rolling. Um, number two is Doug Peterson. Huh? It, what happens when you run short passes and you run the football because you have a top ten, possibly top five running back, at least talent wise? Miles Sanders was incredible on Saturday. I mean, Sunday, on only 17 carries. On top of that, Hertz was barely hit because, oh, oh my God, the ball was out fast. It wasn't four verts on third and two. The defense also, by the way, the, the Philadelphia Eagles defense deserves about 80, 50, 70% of the credit for that win over the Saints. But Doug Peterson deserves all the, bl- like, even more blame for Wentz's down, Wentz's horrible season after that game. Because he can clearly call a game right. I think he just has it out for Carson at this point. And that meme that McAfee showed today about uh, that picture of him and Wentz having a little stare down. I'm telling you right now, Doug has it out for Carson. Because there's no way in hell. Like, this, I swear to God, the play calling when Jalen got in there. Night and day. Quick, simple. The ball's out within a couple seconds. It, the offense also, by the way. The difference of having Nate Herbring in the lineup versus having Jason Peters is night and day. Kev, all four of the Eagles wins this year, Nate Herbring was in the lineup at guard. That's just shows how bad Jason Peters is this year. And I, I, my last call was giving him an homage for his great career. Homeboy should have hung it up last year, man. Oh, my Lord. All right. Number three, Kev, you brought up before. Juju Smith-Schuster. My man. Stop with the stupid dances on the logo. 
Because if I was in the Buffalo Bills, I would have jumped your ass in the middle of the field and started a fight. You don't disrespect the team's logo. T.O. got decked for it in the 90s. Like, I, I, I'm trying to comprehend. Like, all I see in my head is the Cat Williams meme, Kev, where he's like, you shouldn't have been talking shit. Because that's basically what it is. You dance on a, on a team's logo, and that team is known for being physical, hitting hard, and just being brutal. Uh, anything on Juju? Yeah, he's an idiot, and I don't think you should do this ever because you're going to see this team again, whether it be next year, playoff, whatever. They're going to take your head off. Don't, Especially don't do it before the game, though. I, you know what's so funny? I saw the TikTok probably so Sunday, probably about 12, 30, 12, because he came up on my For You page, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, no, no, not 12.45. Whatever it was right before kickoff. It might have been, like, later in the day. It was like right, right after um, Eagle Saints. It was probably like it was, it was probably probably six, seven o'clock, whatever. And I saw it on the for you page. And I'm like, oh no, oh boy, this ain't gonna end well. I, the, he's lucky the the, the um, he's lucky the Steelers didn't get a, a clean shot at him. But then again, that would actually require Juju actually being not more than an overrated number two receiver. Yeah, seriously. I mean- and then he I was on take, ESPN doing the dance again. He's he he's literally just so immature, but he's like immature in the way it's just annoying. Not like Antonio Brown, where like going live in the locker room, but like you got guys like Claypool and Johnson and honestly Washington. I'll take that receiving core. Just deal Juju for a running back. Shit, that'll fix half of Pittsburgh's problems. Um, also maybe get a new quarterback because Big Ben's arms look shot. All right, number four. The Florida Gators. Oh my lord, Kev. They made the stop. They made the stop. The game's over. They've 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 held off the upset. In number three, I don't know the guy's name. I'm not gonna say it because the poor kid's got enough record. Poor kid's probably gonna lose like getting so much trouble for this. Yeets the LSU tight end cleat like 20 yards downfield. And then the, the then LSU lines up and bangs home a nice game-winning field goal. And and we hit our house upset. What was the line? At least it was at least 25 points, right? That's what we picked as our house upset. It, it, I just oh, I am in shock and awe. And this isn't even a shot. This is just me feeling bad. Like damn, I hate Florida, so this makes me happy as hell. Like when I saw LSU beat them, I was like just laughing hysterically. That like that like made up. Thank you, number three on Florida. You basically made my Saturday not as work, not as bad. And I said this to my buddy. I said, uh, who's not uh, my one of my friends off uh offline. I texted him like, you know what sucks? Miami got the shit kicked out of them by North Carolina, and we are still not the most embarrassing team in Florida today. All the memes were about the freaking Gators. Even Florida State was making fun of Florida, which is the best part. Yeah. I, spread was uh, 24 and a half, according to FanDuel. 0.5 off. I'm trying. I found it. I was looking for. Did you see Dan Mullen's quote? No, actually, I want to hear this. What is it? Uh, recently, he's changed his tune. However, 
I went back to watch the play, and he made the tackle, and part of the football move, the kid's shoe was in his hand, and he kind of threw it and jumped and celebrated with his teammates. He called it a football move. And then he went on. Uh, I got There are two sides of this. Like, I don't think there was any intent to taunt. It wasn't like he was throwing it at their sidelines or doing any of that. He thought he made the game-winning tackle and was celebrating. How are you going to say that this wasn't a taunting thing? With then literally in the same sentence going, he was celebrating. Like, you're celebrating and taunting him by yeeting his shoe further than Kyle Trask has thrown a touchdown all year. <laughs> Captain Checkdown! Uh, oh, by the way, Kyle Pitts will play against Alabama in the SEC title game. Or at least he plans to. No, fuck that guy. Uh, but... Uh, that, that was just that was hilarious to me. The fact that, like, after that, like, El- Florida had to top it. It was great. All right. Number five, ESPN. For the love of God, guys, Baker, they're like this morning. So today I'm at the gym. I'm running cardio because my fat butt needs to get in better shape. Um, I'm looking at uh, – I'm watching the NFL Live, and our boy Danny O is trying is talking with uh, Marcus Spears and those, those goobs over at ESPN. And – they're showing how great Baker was last night. All right, pump the brakes, ladies and gents, because I'm going to let you know a secret. Baker was dog shit until half the Ravens secondary got injured. Marcus Spears went down. Harris went down. Um, all that was left on the damn field by the end of it was Marlon Humphrey and a couple skeletons. His per- his completion percentage in the first half, or no, his quarter record in the first half was below 70. It almost doubled in the second half when all the all the secondary guys were out. And you, what made it so obvious to me was the last play where Kareem Hunt scored. They were in a prevent zone defense where basically it was Marlon Humphrey on an island trying to stop the raging bull kicking horse that is Kareem Hunt trying to score a touchdown. And are also arguably one of the best uh, receiving backs in the league. Either way, ESPN pumping breaks. Baker wasn't that good last night. Lamar played okay, but I mean, still, like, guys, like, calm down. It wasn't a great performance at all. It was a great game, arguably one of the best games of the year. But Baker's not a good quarterback. He's a okay quarterback with good weapons. So they're in a good offensive line. So, and last is quick one. Uh, UNC Tar Heels football. Y'all got, like, no class. And it's really scary as a Miami fan who's known for taunting, showboarding, celebrating, when we're sitting there like, yo, guys, what the hell? Up by 30, you guys go for a trick play touchdown? Um, Constantly doing the whole stupid little you down shit? You know, I hope, I hope Texas A&M beats the barn doors off you guys in the freaking uh, Orange Bowl. I hope they smack you guys around like the little weirdos you are. Oh my god. Like I was I was more irate that Clemson showed more class kick at our ass than they did. Clemson just basically put their backups in and kept and just kept running like base plays. You gotta run and trick plays up by 30. And I'm not excusing this because Miami deserves all the embarrassment they got, at least that defense did. But oh my god. Like, yo, Mac Brown, just go away. Retire. And I I hope I, I this is to Manny Diaz and De'Ara King because I think that game kind of proved he needs it one more year to kind of kick it because kick it back in the UNC because that game didn't help his draft stock. Next year, 
Remember 62 to 27 or where the fuck you guys put up. And please punch Sam Howell in the mouth. Oh, my Lord. I can't wait for Jalen Phillips to hit him hard next year. God, I hate UNC football so much. All right, Kev. Can I You got something? Can I uh, oh, specify something, by the way, real quick? When I said, oh, F that guy about Kyle Pitts, that was not because he's playing. I do not care that he's playing. Alabama's still going to win by 40. Oh, no, the point is, he was talking about his recruitment, and he said, I feel like I'm not a country boy. I mean, I got an offer from Alabama, but that was something I didn't really consider. Have That just shows me this man has never set foot in Tuscaloosa, especially if he then yeah. went to Gainesville. They are very— yeah, Gainesville's a shithole. Yeah. Tuscaloosa is a very nice town. I enjoyed my four years there very much so. And the comments under that tweet about it, uh, Michael Kassengrand tweeted it, and it's like, that just, translation, I don't want to compete for a roster spot. Uh, I don't feel like getting better. Did he think Gainesville was in Orlando? It's just, it's great. I love it. Florida is going to get the doors blown off him. One of these days, I gotta go to. We gotta make a trip down to Tuscaloosa to go see a game. I actually want to experience that. No, I can I take you, you some great spots, discount. dude. Well, I mean, listen. I don't know if you get alumni discounts, but I will help pay for those tickets, man. Like, damn, I want to go see a game in Tuscaloosa. I could probably get a ticket for myself in the teacher section. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to go see a game, and also maybe we'll, we'll tell Cruz to get his country butt up here, for, up there from Jacksonville. No, after the Miami Alabama game we go to. Oh my god. Like we also we better like get tickets for that like in like March. True. But yeah, no, that'll be fun. We'll book our flights and everything. That'd be that's gonna be a good time. So yeah, um look out for that in uh September. Uh corner booth takeover for Belly Up. We're gonna be live at the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Me, Cruz and Kev will be there for Miami, uh Alabama. As long as it still happens. But, yeah, no, if it's happening, we're going to be there. So it's going to be a fun time. So, Kev, you got something weird for me? Not quite. We, we're going to talk about – trying to think of a way to phrase this. Talk about internet courtesy, especially Oof. if it's involving a company you work for. Now, look, we, so work, take, we work at a media company, right? Put out blogs, put out content. You're not going to see everything you disagree with. You'll agree with. I mean, I've seen a bunch of stuff that I've wholeheartedly disagreed with. You want to know how many articles I probably see on a daily basis? I want to be like, what the hell were you thinking? Probably about 15 to 30 a day. But it's creative licensing. You're allowed to have an opinion. This is what America is about. Also, if you see something you disagree with, you go, I dis, and, and you know the people who wrote it, you go, I disagree with that point, but you're not. You can call them an idiot for that take if you want, but you're not going to call them out and call them children or kindergartners you're not going to say what kindergartner wrote this or who let their kindergartner write this just because you disagree with something that was written that's fine you can say that but don't go in on the people who wrote it have some courtesy for the company you work for if you don't like it take your 90 twitter followers and get out of here (laughs) he went for the fucking haymaker all right i'm gonna comment on this because I kind of glazed over this when it first initially happened, and then you said something about it, and then I saw some other things about it as well. 
And my comment basically is, as a man, you, me, and you and me are the highest level of management. Like we are top dog. We we are one of the many top dogs here. And I've been management for almost two years now. I've seen some crazy characters come through the door here at Bellio. But to me, it comes down to like it's a virtual office. That's what we have. And when I am, when you're in a virtual office, you don't go, I don't even call somebody an effing moron. I will say, are you high? Are you drunk? What are you thinking? Like, what the hell is this? The F is this? I'll cuss all day. But once you start insulting somebody's intelligence, it, it, it gets into a gray area. But then once you start saying, like, they have the intelligence of a five-year-old for writing this or, like, the comp- capacity of one, that's where it draws a line to me. And I'll agree with, I'll agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, get off your high horse if you have nothing to back it up. That's why as much as you like you'll hear me and Kev bash people on the show and on Twitter, we know our place. We have 2000 amazing followers on Twitter. We love all of you very dearly. From all of the weird random accounts to the fan accounts of other teams that we have no idea who you are, but you followed us, so we appreciate it. So you to follow Nick you Saban's back. daughter, she follows us now too. To Nick Saban's daughter, to all of Alabama Gump Twitter, I love you bastards a lot. You guys are making Alabama my second favorite college football team. So thank you so much for wholeheartedly accepting the podcast I founded. It's so hell beats West Virginia Twitter. So thank you, Kevin, for saving me. What I'm here for. Um, but yeah, it's it's common courtesy. It's human decency. That's what it really comes down to. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like you're at you're at a company. Like you don't know who the person who wrote this. And this is, I think it's also the problem with the internet itself. And look, if if that's who you are and that's who you're going to be, fine. Be that person. Be an, like, our, this industry is very. Cutthroat. Not even cutthroat, but within a company, it's very unique that you can just be you. You can say what you want. However, don't be on Twitter being a big shot, talking, running your mouth. And then going, I was told I had to stop. No. If someone tells you to go, I do not care. This is how I feel. If someone has an issue with it, I am going to defend my point. But don't like, cower in fear when you're told to stop. Be who you are. I mean, there's other things about this story I've heard that are hysterical. The way it was handled and how they responded after certain people were told to stop talking. But I'll just leave it at this. Yeah, if you're going to go off spitting rounds and just being all gung-ho about it stick to your guns there rambo don't 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 quit don't put don't holster it be you me and kev don't apologize for being us we curse we yell we scream at each other we come off sometimes like assholes but that's our brand that's who we are we are technically the we're technically the bad boys of belly up belly up podcast we don't give a shit which is a scary picture to think about but like that's our brand we tell it how it is but we don't stay off of it. And, and look, someone in our chat sent something like, hey, we wrote this. Like, what do you think? Someone said, this list screams I was born after 2000. Like, yeah. that's not I said, the, the writer. That's just saying, like, this list really kind of ignores the history or this history, whatever. You're not insulting the person. You're not insulting their intelligence. You're not demeaning them. You're just saying, hey, that's what this this blog says. I'm not saying that about you. 
I'll say this. As management and as a person who read the article, I thought the article was great. I, I, you know what? It's also personal opinion, by the way. That's the, that's the other thing that is lost on this article that's in question here. The whole article is based off personal opinion off of a certain type of sports movie. And we talked about our favorite Christmas movie on the live stream. I said mine was Peanuts Christmas. It just holds a special place in my heart, and I love it a lot. But And then we also said, like, but, like, Kevin's yours was Elf, right? I mentioned Elf, Die Hard, and I forget the third one. Yeah. Oh, Pat, Oh, Scrooge. And then Pat's was another three that were different. But that's called opinion. Everyone's differs. Like, the other uh, – last year, a former writer of ours wrote a top ten sneaker list of 2019. Did I like it? Not really. I'm a huge sneakerhead. Don't believe me? Kev's seen my collection. It stretches from my floor to my ceiling. I love my sneakers. But I also, I know every sneakerhead's different. Where I love Jordan's foam posits and Nike Air Max. Some people like Yeezy's designer shoes and, and like, like old runners. Like retro runners. But it's personal opinion. That's, that's what bugged me about this the most is like, it's personal opinion. They're not ranking. Each one wrote a different column. It was multiple writers. So I, I guess I'll say, and this is like, it's all about the golden rule. Seriously, it's what my father, Mark, Big Marcus, taught me. It's treat others how you like to be treated. Be kind to people. If you want to be treated kindly, you be kind to people. So I uh, honestly, I... um. With this, I just uh, – it's it's not a good look. So I'm going to say if, if you're going to leave this chat with me and Kevin or anything, it's uh, be kind to people and do on others as one would do on to you. Yeah, and I mean I, we, I lost connection there for a second because Skype's being difficult tonight. But if you give me your opinion, I'm going to tell you if I disagree with it or why I disagree with it, but I'm not going to bash you as a person for having that opinion. Same way, if I give uh, my opinion, don't bash me for that. Example A, his best friend who he gives about about a machine gun belt of shit each week, but I know it comes out of a place of him trying to either convince me of a point or I might be wrong or I might just be an idiot. But that's just because how Kev handles himself. But that's what I expect from Kev. My boss is Blaine and Mike. I expect Mike's sarcasm and Blaine's brutal, blunt honesty. I expect that. When Blaine Myself. talks. What? When Blaine talks. No, Blaine also has a very demanding job, so when he talks, he actually means it. Me, I'm a goofy jackass, but when I get serious, you better listen up, because I mean business. But uh, I'll just I, I digress. I digress. Kev, thank you for bringing this up. Honestly, it, it, you know what? It's just common decency, folks. It's the holiday season. Be nice to everybody. Come on. It's the one time of year we all can be semi-decent human beings. Remember, to, Santa's watching, guys. Exactly. Also, it's, middle, it's also the middle of Hanukkah. So I, I know for a fact that holiday is about being together in like celebrating a miracle and everything else. I'm not too schooled on Hanukkah, so forgive me. But happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, everything else. But all right. Time for last call. Let's kick it. All right. I'm feeling Motley Crue music today, Kev. <laughs> so we're going with the Motley Crue riff. Here we go. Um, by the way, folks, it's not actually a Motley Crue riff. It just sounds a lot like Livewire. That's why I think it's hysterical. Um, 
All right. So, I have heard enough. Jalen Hurts on Sunday played great. First rookie start, over 100 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing against one of the arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. Hottest defense in the NFL, easily. And a team that had been punching teams in the mouth all year. They haven't lost the game since before Drew Brees went out. A team with nothing to lose is the most dangerous team on the planet. That's what it is. Um, Miles Sanders, a top five, possibly, possibly top five, top ten running back. Don't don't at me. It's the truth. You know it's true. Um, I'm going to get to Dan Ball. My thing is for the NFL media and sports media in general. Guys, just stop with the Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts maneuvers. None of you idiots know what's happening. All these anonymous GMs are just trying to create smoke streams to get the idea in Howie Roseman or Jeffrey Lurie, whoever the next GM's head is. The best take I heard was if Peterson goes, the new head coach's main job is going to try to resurrect Wentz. To more of Kevin's point. Because the more... So, as much as Kevin likes to bash my Eagles, I swear he wants them just to be good enough so I'm not a miserable bastard. Yeah, also, right. his well, I wrote a whole thing saying how to fix the Eagles. Yeah, also, like, Kevin's logic is sound here. I think Doug and Carson had a riff, and I think Doug is kind of showing his cards here with this whole Jalen thing. Um, I honestly would not be mad if Jalen played the rest of the season. I would not. You know why? Keep eleven healthy. Keep him upright. Keep showing off uh, Jalen like a, like like literally a prized asset that he is to any team, and see either you can move him or do something or move once. I don't know, but figure it out. Two 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 quarterbacks that can be moved. Not a lot of teams have that kind of have that kind of that you can move either one. Not a lot of teams have that kind of trading power. And Jalen Hurts could get some serious draft capital if the Eagles want to rebuild around Wentz. Soft rebuild. Like a 2016 rebuild. Not like a uh, hard rebuild like uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati. But, yeah, guys, chill on the Carson Wentz rumors. Chill on the Jalen Hurts rumors. Honestly, i got to give a shout to Carson. He's been nothing but a great team with Jalen. Everything inside the locker room has everything on the sidelines. We saw, I mean, dude looks miserable, but he's still giving Jalen all the encouragement. And that's all you can really do. Um... He could been he could have been Joe Flacco and basically publicly just told Lamar to fuck off, but he did like 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 Flacco did obviously, but um, he's honestly been very supportive of Jalen. He, he plays he paid Taysom Hill in practice last week, and Carson may not be my favorite Eagle, but he's definitely second. Um, Miles Sanders took the cake the last couple of weeks, uh, but here's the, here's the biggest thing, guys. Like we don't know what's gonna happen. The NFL offseason's gonna be insane, so everyone just take a chill pill. Take a breather. Enjoy the holidays. It's going to be a fun time. Honestly, Sunday was the best I felt on a Sunday, Kev, since uh, we beat the 49ers. Straight up. Fair. Got anything else? Well, I, I can see, though, why Carson's, like, being still, like, hyping up wet or hurts and kind of being nice to him. Because, first off, I, I don't think Carson's a bad person. I don't think he's a dick. He seems like a very nice person. As much as I have bashed him in the past, I, I can't say that I don't think he's a likable guy. I know Jalen Hurts is a, is a likable guy. Yeah, you've met Jalen, right? Uh, briefly, and I, whenever I met a football player, I was like, oh my god, you're Jalen Hurts. They're a student like me. Yes, they bring in millions of dollars to school. Yes, they're nationally recognized. But I, like, they're just there to get an education. And plus, in football, I'm not going to freak out. He held the door open for me. He was very nice. Uh, him and Tua's interactions... When Tua was named the starter and Jalen wasn't benched but didn't play as much, 
Uh, he just seems like a nice person that you'd want to be around. He's a team player. Yes, and to your point about the Eagles trading, having either quarterback they could trade, there's an old adage that I have spread off a billion times. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. The Eagles, to all, whether or not you think they should have benched Carson or not, the Eagles are doing this right. They're not flip-flopping back and forth. They're going, all right, Carson's starting. Oh, now Jalen's starting. And they're not taking out Jalen for a half to put in Carson or whatever. They are saying we have one quarterback, but we can trade either of them next year. Which is the smartest thing I've ever heard, I've heard come out of Philadelphia. Now, if they could just tell Alshon to sit down and let Fulton get to playing time to see if he's worth us resigning, it'd be great. But whatever. Um, you want to talk college football playoffs? The rankings just came out. Oh, God. How low did my Hurricanes drop? They're still in the top 25. And in the top top 20? Yes. 19. No. Well, they're in the top 19, but they're not 19. They're lower than 19? Holy shit. No, they're in the top 19, but they're not at 19. They're 20? No, they're 18. I'll take 18, honestly. Do you want me to go through the rest of the rankings? Just do the top top eight. Okay. I'm going to do top ten because I have a point I want to make about this. All right. Go. Also, Colorado's 25, SCO buffs. Yeah, let's go. Alabama is one, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, A&M, Iowa State, Florida's at seven, Georgia's at eight, Cincinnati's at nine, and Oklahoma's at ten. Now, the point I want to make is... Florida what? just lost to a three and five team. I, and oh, you said how high Florida shouldn't even be ranked higher than Georgia, and Georgia shouldn't even be in the top ten. What the fuck? Now look, I am against dropping a team after winning. I think if you win your game, you should not be dropped at all. Unless it's like a very close game in overtime against an unranked team in the Where's team right behind you. Like, if it's a situation where, let's say, Alabama barely beat Arkansas. Yeah. But let's say Notre Dame was playing a game and blew out another top 10 team. Then Uh Notre Dame should jump. Alabama should drop. It's more so Notre Dame jumping. Yeah. Cincinnati should be seven. Oh, yeah. You make an argument, Cincinnati should be six if you feel about Iowa State. Florida should be back where Miami is. Two losses. To both ranked teams, drop them back as far as I, I, I get. ACC, ACC is different. ACC and SEC, it's a little different competition-wise, but they should be at least 16, 15. Like, come on, are you serious? I think, I think at worst, at worst, Florida should be 12. Uh, where's North Carolina ranked? 15. That makes sense. But I also think North Carolina's caught Miami flat-footed and it just got ugly. Yeah, but I mean, with with the way the college football playoff system set up, you can't come out flat-footed. Oh, I know. No, uh, I, I was saying this before. I said this I said this literally on Sunday morning. I was talking to a buddy of mine at the gym. I'm like, Miami catches uh, Miami catches North Carolina again. Literally, same teams line up again. It's a Miami's gonna punch them in the mouth. It, they literally caught them so flat-footed. In North Carolina's had a perfect storm. That was like watching Baker dominate the Titans, kind of like, what the hell is going on? 
I do think Miami should be still in the top 25. I'm not saying I think they should be lower than... They should not be 25. They should be in that high teens to low 20s range. But I do think... I do think the committee gave them a gift by keeping them in there because I can see the committee going, well, they got blown out by another ACC team, so they're out of the rankings entirely because I think the committee's a bunch of idiots half the time. Oh, no, they're morons. Kev, you and me should just do the rankings from now on. You mean Cruz? Fair. I mean, Cruz would probably have A&M at four just so he could say he was right. Yeah, I mean, the dude, the dude has to point out that he's right. I mean, A&M's not going to – if A&M doesn't make the playoff – for the love of all things, holy, can they just beat the hell out of whoever they play in the Orange Bowl? I think. Do I hear my want to hear my updated hate rankings? Sure. Uh, are, do you all want to think the point? Because I have to hate rankings. We're, we're heading out. Um, Ohio State. It's. I don't think any of the teams in the top four have a must-win game. If Alabama somehow loses to Florida, they're still in. If Notre Dame loses to Clemson, they're still in. If Clemson loses. They still might be in if it's yeah. a close game. Ohio State needs to win because if they don't win with a 5-1 record, A&M's jumping you. Oh, oh, facts. No, no, I completely agree. I think, honestly, like, go Northwestern. Can we say go Northwestern on this podcast right now? That's our house upset this week. It's been decided. House upset, North, Northwestern. Pat, Pat has no choice here. <laughs> so Northwestern over Ohio State. We've actually had some decent luck the last two weeks. All right. Uh, update college football hate ranking before we go into the uh, go into the week, and we'll see you guys on Thursday for the uh, live stream. Um, number five is Florida State, back in my rankings because I have to hate them for some reason. Number four is the Gators. Phew! Actually, actually, no, I'm gonna bump out Florida State. I'm gonna keep uh, keep Gators at five. Y- y- y'all were so y'all were comedic relief for me this week, so you guys dropped a little bit in my rankings. Number four is the Ohio State University. Y'all basically have the Big Ten by the throat. So uh, you guys are going to make the playoffs anyway. Also, uh, screw you for 03. Um, number three, and uh, falling slightly because they haven't pissed me off in a while, is uh, Clemson Tigers. Uh, I still hate you. You're still scummy. But honestly, uh, you're going to get the crap out of Notre Dame. Number two is Notre Dame. Um, robbing any chance Miami had, even if they somehow Rockets won against North Carolina um, because you just ha- you had to pick the ACC this year. Uh, so, yeah, screw you, Notre Dame. And then number one, newest addition to the list, the scummiest team in the ACC. I, you know what's so funny? All these players are talking all smack to the Miami players, but it's, like, funny because most about – I guarantee about five or six more Miami players will go to the draft this year than any of these dumbasses from North Carolina. So I, it, there's, there's a silver lining there. But at the same time, North Carolina showed absolutely no class on Saturday. They were acting like Miami, like, stopped, like went and like, was dissing them all week. I, I don't know. There was no class in that game at all. And I really hope Miami remembers this like they did with Duke beat them last week. So uh, Duke beat them last year. So that's my update hate rankings. Uh, whoever plays UNC, you're automatically my favorite team for that game. So, let's go. I'm Jared. I have an announcement to make, actually. Oh, go for it. So you said we were going, however, for those who listen to the podcast for a while, know that I, I don't actively root against Miami, but I do find joy. Not joy, but I think it's funny when they lose, because it's good content. All about that content. Gotta push that. However, when it was, 
like not a blow up, but when what was the score after the first half? Uh, they were down by three or four touchdowns. I know UNC had 31. At that point, I was like, yikes, this is kind of funny. And then after seeing the final score, I am ready to make a declaration. The Miami Hurricanes are my ACC team now. If they're not going against Alabama, I'm rooting for the Canes. I'll take it. This is officially a Canes in Canes in uh, tied podcast. And part of that reason is also Jared said Alabama is becoming a second favorite team, so I kind of felt like I had to well, say that. Well, I mean, like, well, like also LSU super scumming. Um, North Carolina is dead to me. Uh, what are college teams? Are, I mean, I always root for Cincinnati Bearcats just because like they were always on me. My dad were what we're getting our trace. It was kind of a tradition watching the Bearcats beat whoever crappy Big East team they're playing. But yeah, no, Alabama's rising up my rankings because honestly, they're just fun to watch. And honestly, I hate half the SEC teams, especially Florida. Kev, for the love of God, please be Florida by fifty. I hate Dan Mullen so much. Like you, the way you hate Mike Tom, the way you hate Mike Tomlin is the way I hate Dan Mullen. That's it. Also, though, to our listeners, that means I have three teams for the Power Five conferences locked up. Good buddy of mine from high school went to Buffalo or went to um, Boulder. So that's my Pac-12 team, Sco Buffs. We're gonna go Miami in the ACC and obviously Bama in the SEC. And Bama's number one overall. So Big Ten. Big 12, I need a team. If you think I should root for your team, let us know on Twitter. All right. Um, I guess we're going to do mine. I actually might pretty easy. Uh, Pac-12, I used to root for the Ducks because of Mariota, so I always kind of root for the or- Oregon anyway. Um, Big Chip 12. Kelly didn't end that. Oh, if Chip Kelly just kind of just stayed in Oregon, it would been great. Mark Helfridge was like the biggest chicken on the planet. <clears throat> um, Big 12. I used to like Oklahoma State, and Mike Gundy just kind of—he—it just doesn't grow on you. Um, that one's open. It's the only conference that's open. Um, ACC, obviously, my Hurricanes—I love them more than some of my favorite pro teams. Um, SEC's Alabama, obviously, just because I got to root for my boys' team. Also, um, <clears throat> it's fun watching some team just kick the snot out of Florida or Georgia or Vandy. Like, you got to appreciate excellence where it is. Like, I would have loved to play ball in Alabama if I was a good, actually good football player. Like, good enough to play there. <clears throat> um, Big Ten, I hate your entire conference, but I guess... I guess it would be Indiana or Northwestern. <clears throat> and then uh, AAC uh, is Cincinnati, obviously. So, See, Big Ten for me... Was Penn State for a while? One of my another good friend from high school went there. My manager went there when I worked at Bama, but I'm kind of falling off Penn State. I don't really have a reason to root for them. Uh, Maryland's a leader because of Talia Tungavailoa. Uh, Northwestern's also a leader because a guy who sat behind me in calculus in high school played football there. Now he's on the Chargers. Yes, but it's it's in the air. It's a toss up. I just hate Ohio State. Same. You know, if Northwestern beats Ohio State, they're my Big Ten team. Same. Sorry, Indiana, you're only second, but watching Indiana beat Michigan just gave me so much joy for no reason. Well, I also beat Penn State. 
<clears throat> I come from a family of Penn State fans because my oldest cousin went there. And when I didn't go to LSU or Texas or Oregon, basically that guaranteed that was going to be the team because they my my family wanted to go to root for a college team that was like big that was on national television. And Penn State kind of seemed nice and homely, even with the Jerry Sandusky stuff. Uh, you know. <laughs> but, like, you know, if I had... You know what's crazy? If I ended up, like, getting, like, some scholarships to go to Miami, I guarantee I would have turned half my family, like, even extended family into Hurricanes fans. It's true. Oh, um, favorite independent team, Army. Oh, facts. Black Knights, baby, let's go. All right, uh, that wraps it up. We kind of went about nine or ten minutes over, but honestly, it's fun. Uh, I had a good episode today. This is fun. This is, honestly, we don't have to edit anything out. Thank God. Um, I'm Jared. That's Kevin. That's my Christmas tree. And this is a great beer. We'll catch you guys on Thursday for a another great live stream for, and then podcast and show on Friday as well. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. I've said this already, and we're out. Bye. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.